0: I went ahead and started. I wasn't sure how long you were going to be, so I figured I'd just go ahead and start and say hello to people Mm -hmm. before we jump straight into the (laughs) show. Uh, El Chaco is not going to be joining us in like typical Chaco and I trying to do anything online together fashion about two hours ago, give or take. Yeah, about 4.30. um, I'm getting home from getting groceries, and he texts me, it's just started raining, and then about an hour after that, (sighs) Maybe maybe forty five minutes after that, he's like, "Yep, and we just lost power, uh, <laughs> so he's not going to be able to to join us tonight, unfortunately." And yeah. uh, also, unfortunately, I have no other time to stream this week, so for for Great. mostly good reasons. Uh, I I did get skinny, and I'm going to be talking about that at the top of the show. I got a package here from a fan. I've got my whole life story to tell. There's no one I want to tell it <laughs> more with than my best friend Tim. So why don't we jump into this episode? Welcome back to here's what I don't get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the see you next Tuesday podcast network. I am your host tab Burke coming to you live from the most dangerous city in America and joining me today from the land of praying hands, my best friend, Tim the Handlebreaker.
1: How's it going? Welcome
0: back, Tim. I thought I could adjust just uh, rest on this chair. I cannot.
1: You know, what's really funny is, uh, when you clipped the microphone it just the, the sound drops out oh, shit, that's <laughs> so you're a, you're there how <laughs> with no sound dead silent ah, fucking streamyard
0: it doesn't clip out on my end i i know I i'll know. record a filler hello yeah and and put that in there in the in for the edit cuz it did that the last time too sons
1: just of do much. a long do a long whisper which is hello yeah yeah but it looks like you're yelling so it'll be funny
0: mm-hmm. uh Welcome back, everybody. Episode 353. It's been, you know, three months since we did this last November 22nd is last time we recorded. It's now the official last day of February. Tomorrow is an extra day. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long fucking three months, let me tell you. Uh, how have you been, Tim?
1: I've been all right. Um, Man, what, what was it? No, Has it been three? Was it November when last time yep. we did an episode? Yep. I took uh, a whole month off of work nice paid paid time off nice which is just great um that's what i'm doing right now that's what i'm doing this week i took this whole week off
0: um and then monday i got dragged into a whole fucking thing and so i had part of my vacation time refunded because i was like if you're gonna fucking bother me on my vacation you can suck my dick and give me the hours back
1: (laughs) um yeah, and then you know work's been actually pretty slow, just because it's the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. not much going on. Um, not a lot's changed, man. It's, uh, I don't know life's good. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm, sort of at a point where I'm just cruising. Yeah. Well,
0: you're taking all that from me because my life sucks.
1: Ass.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you. Tim knows a lot, a lot of the details of the chaos that has become my life over the last few months. But uh, so yeah. one of the biggest things is I've lost 70 pounds since the middle of October. I um uh, when I got off the peg leg, I didn't realize that. I mean, I knew how much I weighed because I was going to the doctor, but uh, yeah. the beginning of this year, I I discovered that I had lost 40 pounds without realizing it. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, this is a picture of me. This is like two days off the peg leg, October 15th. And on on the left, on the right, is a picture of me from uh, just a, like a week or two ago. And I went from somewhere in the 260s down. I'm now at 194, which officially puts my BMI in the average category, no longer the overweight <laughs> category. Uh, I've had to spend $750 on new fucking clothes.
1: Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs>
0: and there's still more to go. Like I have... Three pairs of pants that fit, and those are already loose. I I just went and spent two hundred dollars on undershirts so that I can have undershirts that are the right size. Yeah, uh, it's it's like an annoying problem to have, but it is a problem to have. And then also, here's for comparison: this is a picture of me from the last time we streamed, looking pretty fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, inordinately pleased with myself for for that accomplishment. Um. I'm ready to quit my job, which we'll get into in my issue. Uh, I've been blowing glass a lot more. I've been working at least six hours a week since the beginning of the year, um, working on my fundamentals and making cool stuff like this glass, although I made this glass sometime last year. I don't remember when. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not all bad, but it's definitely – there's definitely been trials um, going on in my life. So that's not entirely fun. But uh, there's a lot. lot I'm glad to see a lot of people joining us live to watch watch the show. Um, Glad that people got the memo that we're not like we're just unconsecutive now. If you go look at the archive on the website, there's you know all the seasons are broken out and and like and it's broken out by who's hosting, right? And now there's a season seven, and I it's just called unconsecutive because we're just going to be popping in and doing these every once in a while. I don't I don't necessarily like regret ending the show or or miss it on a week to week basis but I do like yeah. being able to pop back in and do uh one of these.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um you got you got to get it out somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah. As yeah, especially when um you are on the verge of murdering people that are <laughs> around you on a weekly basis. Uh Oh, someone was asking how how do I commission tab for a glass if he has time for something like that? Uh, send me a private message somewhere, and I will figure out how to make you something and, and send it to you. I got to make uh, my friend. I've made a Christmas gift for a friend, my friend's mom. Um, that was that was pretty cool. That was the oh yeah, that was that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, for. yeah uh, I enjoyed doing that. Uh, last time Tim was in town in December, he got to see me make this glass bonsai tree. That's. Uh, it was so cool out it it's actually in my (laughs) office at work i should have i should have thought about like bringing and showing some of the things that i've made but instead they're all just like they're in places um but yeah it's um it's been a really interesting and challenging year so now we're here doing this
1: it's i mean i mean it only you would have last year you know what i mean yeah <laughs> that uh, just 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 the bevy of of stuff happening.
0: Yeah, and then and then you know this year is off to a wild and rickety start as well. So we're yeah. only two months in. Uh, I'm really looking forward. So Tim is going to uh, San Diego, San Di- San Diego,
1: San Diego this weekend.
0: Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, he's going to have to miss out on a poker night that I'm hosting that our good friend Truckin and Tucken's going to come up for, and uh, we're doing a stake-off it the, nice. the poker night is BYOC. Bring your own cards, bring your own cut. So everyone's gonna bring a cut of steak. I'm gonna cook them and then we're gonna blind te- taste. Oh, everyone else is gonna blind taste test them. Yeah, and yeah. decide who has the best. It's gonna be me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can spend a lot of money on a piece of steak.
0: You can. Oh man, I've been, I've been like in prepping for this. I've been watching a bunch of videos on steak and, uh, one thing that I never thought of doing that I am now thinking about. This guy was like, "Oh, just go buy the whole like rib chunk of meat from the Costco, roast. yeah, yeah,
1: and cut your own slices. And cut your
0: own slices and save yourself like hundreds of dollars." I'm like, that would be yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, my friends and I are talking about going to taking a uh, butchering class in August.
1: Ooh, there's yeah. a
0: there's a, a butcher up here that will do these classes. It's like. I don't know. Two hours in the middle of the day, they show you how you cut up all the stuff. You get to take home a couple of pounds of meat um, with it, and it's not that expensive. Uh, there's there's free beer and food while you're butchering this stuff, so that should be pretty nice. fucking cool. I'm looking forward to that. Well, there wasn't there was one in April, but that one was full, so we have to push back all the way to August. We could, could do one of the they're doing like hogs, but who fucking wants hog? Wants steak. <laughs> That's why it's great.
1: I don't know. Hog is pretty good.
0: Yeah. You, hog? You saying yeah. hog is pretty good?
1: You gotta do things to it though. Yeah, you gotta like grind it up and smoke it, and yeah. do all sorts of stuff. You can't, you can't just eat hog. I'm I'm not I about mean. that. Yeah,
0: but I got three steaks in the uh, in the contest. I'm I'm bringing a New York strip and a ribeye okay. seasoned my traditional way. But then I got a top yeah. sirloin and I have it in a marinade right now. I'm just sitting in a marinade for forty eight hours. Should be pretty see how, juicy.
1: Yeah, see how that'll do. Yeah, but uh,
0: yeah. What else? What else is there? How was your Christmas?
1: <laughs> uh, my Christmas it was all right. Um, I I can't even. It just it went by so fast that uh yeah I couldn't even tell you I I've, anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hung out during Christmas. We hung out on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Or you, New Year's. New
0: Year's. Oh yeah. New Year's. We spent New Year's together. Uh, that was the start of my life becoming hell.
1: Uh, unfortunately,
0: but yeah, it was, uh, end of last year was an interesting time. I wish I could elaborate more, but I'm not at Liberty to talk about some of these things just quite yet. Everything will be revealed in time. So
1: speaking of steak, um, I, I, I was doing a show in, um, about a month ago now, uh, I did a three week, I did a three week show where I actually got to hang out with trucking and Tuckin for three weeks <laughs> um, because our show was where he works. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, in, and this, this company, they really like it's, it's all dudes. Mm-hmm. Like so, sometimes, you know, we go to do a show for a company and you know, it's a good spread, you know, 70, 30, mm-hmm. you know, but this is like 99% dudes Um, and they like their meat. So every meal we had, they were like, they were like making sure like it was like top quality, high, good quality meat. Um, But it was sort of a, you know, convention center, you know, that if you ever, if anyone has ever gone to a, um, like a business uh, corporate kind of gig, you know, they said they put out this buffet line of, you know, whatever the day is, uh, depending on the convention center you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, we would have a nice, but we would have a nice dinner. Right. And every, every dinner we had was the same. It was a, it was a piece of, it was a piece of filet mignon on like mushroom risotto, uh, with like some carrots and, uh, and maybe some shrimp. Um, so I had, I had filet mignon for, for three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm.
0: And you didn't get tired um, of it at all, did you?
1: Absolutely not. yeah, never knew. except for except for <laughs> except for the game where it's like you know they they brought us they brought they brought our team you know, the, it was five or six of us for dinner um five or six different trays. And we all played the game of like, okay, who likes well done? Who likes medium rare? Who likes rare? Like, Mm. like cut into the steak and like, you know, flip flopping, just like, just throwing steaks around, just like trying to get everyone what they want.
0: Uh, Who likes, Um, who likes well done? Get the fuck out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, you know, in a, in one of those, you know, mass on mass steak cooking settings, You're going to wind up with whatever you get. Yeah, and sometimes we got six well-done steaks. Oh, Oh, that hurts. And and and, and with the with the with the piece of fillet, it's like it's a tragedy. It is. That
0: is a tragedy. It absolutely is. Yeah, Yeah, I I I had a cafeteria steak a couple months ago, and the guy, you know, it was crazy because it's like this cafeteria, but then they had this meat counter, and there there are ribeyes in there, and I was like, I'll take one of those ribeyes, not seasoned at all. Just fucking throwing on their little grill. It's been on the grill for a couple of minutes, and the guy goes, "How do you want this? Uh, medium rare." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, that'll be easy." It came out pretty well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And but it was uh, it was edible. It's steak, you know. What, it's steak. What are you gonna do?
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, well, uh, are you ready to jump into some issues? I am. What is your issue this week, Tim?
1: Um. My issue is a little bit of a combination of a here's what I uh, used to not get and now do, but still don't get. It's a little bit of both. Uh, here's what I do slash don't get. Gambling. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I got the privilege of going to uh, the local slots, the, the gambling facility. Slots. Yeah, oh, I mean they had there was there was all there was all sorts of stuff there, but it's mostly slots. Um, slots rule. It's like <laughs> no, I mean look, don't get me wrong, I love a good slot. Um, but I, I think oh, man, that place is 95 percent slots. Mm-hmm. There's there was a poker room. I saw two roulette wheels, a blackjack table, a craps table, and then the whole rest of the building of slots. Mm-hmm. I think something like that.
0: And, and all things after and, like whatever property they think will get you to spend. About oh, money.
1: that's, that's one of my favorite parts of it is. um So you have the low end slots, which are like, uh, like it's literally just like called bar seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we spent the absolute limited amount of money we can on this. And it's, we made the most basic slot. It's still got the lever. You know, (laughs) it's been in there since 1983. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a penny slot, and it's it's called Bar Seven. Doesn't have any instructions. It's like you know what's going on. There's cherries, there's bars, there's handles. (laughs) The
0: coins are gonna come out. Fucking figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and then there's like the ones where they're like, it's got like a you know, they they hire someone to draw a little cartoon frog with a with like a top hat on it, and you know, coins coming out of the top hat, Mm -hmm. and it's like win Mr. Frog's money. Mm Um, or, or, and there's like a little, there's a little story about Mr. Frog in the corner.
0: Or it's like like a, a King Tut. It's like when King Tut's treasure.
1: Yes, yeah. Or, or or and even some of the you know the newer the newer flashy ones with all the LEDs and stuff. It's like you know Mount Olympus, and it's like boom, lightning crash, and Zeus standing there in HD, and it's like you know you you shall not take my coin. And then speaking and of the lightning next- crashes, you can get <laughs> you can go to the live lightning crashes slot. yes you absolutely could i i would not (laughs) uh, i would not imagine that there uh there isn't one of those because like every property had there was i saw an nfl themed slot game i saw wheel of fortune had there was the wheel of fortune knockoffs and then actual wheel of fortune Mm -hmm. um slots there was um dune has this humongous slot machine the the new the, the du- new, new Dune yeah. movie, unfortunately, not not the old Dune movie, um, but it's got like a, it's like a two it's like two giant slot machines connected with a U bridge above you and a full like LED wall kind of thing going on. I saw a uh, Elvis um, slot, an machine. slot machine. I saw a John Wayne slot machine. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, Willy Wonka. Um, that one would look like that one looked brand new um, the 60s Batman series I've seen I mean, yeah like there's just I mean all the properties of, there's- I saw a Game of Thrones which is funny because the Game of Thrones slot machine has a picture of Tyrion uh, uh, Lannister on it and he's life-size <laughs> 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 yeah Um. but yeah so all these slot machines they're all I, I looked for the the TNG slot machine. They did not have a TNG slot machine. Unfortunately. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. So, you know, um I got some free play money um and then you know, I had a, I had a couple 20s in my wallet and I figured, you know, I'm not going to go to the ATM. I'm just going to I I'm <laughs> I'm using what I came here with. And you know, the how they get you is, you know, you go to even the penny slot. And the penny slot, it's like I'm gonna bet one cent. It's like, okay, you're betting one cent per line, and there's nine lines on the on the thing. It's like, oh, so it's a ten cent bet, mm-hmm. really? It's not a one cent bet; it's a ten cent bet because you're not gonna get any return on a one cent bet. Um, but I think I put a twenty into a machine, my first twenty, and I hit bet a couple times, and then I it was just zero; mm-hmm. it was gone. Just, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's a really bad, f- like that's $20 gone. That's, I mean, I could have used that for lunch tomorrow. You know, that. Yeah. there's a, it's a, it was a really bad feeling. It was, it was like, like I just messed up. It's one of those. I mean, I think we all kind of get that like sinking feeling when you, just we all, everyone's had losing it. money. Yeah, yeah. Or or you have to, you know, you break something important and it's like, Oh, I have to replace that now.
0: Yeah. The first uh, time I ever played a slot machine, I felt that way. And then I, I put in $20. Like you said, I got it up to like $35. And then I got it, It like just kept getting down and just above $20. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. I can't fucking handle this shit. If I wanted to see money just disappear, I would log into my bank account on the first of the month and just be like, ah, there, goes that <laughs> bill. there goes that bill. Yeah. There goes that bill. There goes that bill. Ah, bankrupt.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, I, 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 I hit a couple of times, you know, a couple of dollars here and there, but everything was just like, being, it was just being sapped for me. And I, eventually I was like, I think I had one twenty I had $20 left in my pocket and I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to leave with saying I, I, I didn't spend all my money and I'm good. And then I'm working, you know, and we, it ends up, we were working until about midnight ish, you know, 1130 midnight and, uh, I'm about to leave, and there's a slot machine right there, and I'm like, "Well, I had I have that one twenty left over, so I put the twenty in, and uh, it's a machine that seems uh, I don't know why all the I know why all the machines are like this because they're just I mean casinos got to make money, but this machine was it's one of the ones where like you know they they spin and your matches stay mm-hmm. and everything that isn't a match disappears. And new things fall in Tetris style. So it's like you get an extra chance, mm-hmm. which seems a lot more fair than the other ones that don't give you that. Uh, that's how they get you. <laughs> that's that, that is how they get me. Cause I was like, Oh, that's nice. Press, press bet a couple more times. And then I got free. I got seven free spins and I just watched the free spins go, you know, spin, it would, uh, it would hit, stuff would disappear, more stuff would drop down, it would hit again, stuff would disappear, um, it would drop down, it would hit again, and then was my next free spin. Mm-hmm. So for about five good minutes, I watched my free spins just go, just, just hit, 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 just keep hitting until I got to $100. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I was just watching it. I wasn't even playing at that point. Yeah. I wasn't even betting. I said, okay, that's it. I'm going to cash out <laughs> take my money and leave. leave with the, take my money and leave. Um, but you know, the whole time I was there, I was I was there in the middle of the day. This is during the week. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Monday through Friday. Wednesday, Monday through Friday, middle of the week. People's people are sitting at this thing. You know, with ashtrays, smoking, and everyone there is you know above fifty. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just p- and burning their fucking retirement
1: i and i i couldn't fathom it i i couldn't fathom how they can just sit there and watch it leave it watch them watch it leave
0: yeah especially because there's got to be like a cell phone game that costs nothing that is the same like
1: it's lit. that's the thing is right so i was i was at the casino for three weeks doing this show Mm -hmm. um my phone and as we all know our phones listen to us Mm -hmm. um I've I've displayed it many times to my uh, coworkers in recent uh, weeks because we'll be in the workshop like talking it up, and I'll pull up Instagram and like there's an ad for the thing you just mentioned that I have no interest in and have never have searched for. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was
0: talking to someone on Saturday night, uh, talking about video games. Like, oh, I've been playing Hell Divers with my friend. I've never heard of that. What is it? Kind of told them about about a little bit. And then I think, like, either Sunday or Monday, uh, we're texting back and forth and, like, oh, look what I was just served in, like, my social media feed. And it was posted about mm-hmm. Helldivers. I'm like, you never would have, like, fucking your fu- cell phone was listening to us.
1: Yep. yeah um, So I'm scrolling through Instagram, and every ad is an ad for the digital version of half the slot machines I saw at the casino.
0: Oh, yeah. I've been the exact this, this same thing
1: things. On your phone, but with like a million, with like one million times uh, bonus points. Mm-hmm. So you're betting every time you're betting like two million dollars. Um, which I guess I, th- which I'm pretty sure, just abstracts it from you.
0: Oh, it absolutely does. That's why, um, on poker night, it's a ten dollar buy-in, and you're getting twenty thousand dollars worth of chips.
1: Yes. <laughs> so
0: each each it takes twenty dollars to make a penny. And then you yeah. don't feel bad about losing all your money, but also it's mm-hmm. a friendly, it's a friendly game between friends as opposed to, like, yeah. you know, the, the buy-in is just so that it, whoever wins, you know, you win. And mm-hmm. I think I won last time and I got like $40 yeah. and it was like, oh, cool. I got $40. That, that was fun.
1: So the next week we get, we get a little break and uh, a couple of guys go down to do some gambling and, uh, I'm there and, and, and one of the guys is like, oh, you should try this one. I'm like, okay, it's got like a butterfly on it. Like, sure. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some low bets and this game. If you get six or more butterflies on screen, it goes to like a special mode where like it spins a bunch, and uh, the more butterflies you get, the more free spins you get. Mm -hmm. So I ended up getting into that mode. Was this a reading rainbow
0: themed slot (laughs) (laughs) machine?
1: It was like a, it was like a, like a hot fairy lady uh is what it was. I mean I would describe
0: Lou Arberton that way.
1: Oh absolutely. (laughs) Um, And so I ended up getting into that mode and it got like got I don't know 15 free spins. Um and I ended up like 2.5, you know, doubling in a half my money. And that's where they get you. Cause it's like, well, I mean I only I I bet twice before I got all those butterflies surely i'll get butterflies again nope surely i'll get butterflies again just like hammering the bet button like surely i'll get it again give me my
0: dopamine
1: give it to me because that's the other thing right is like you get six butterflies and you get to the thing but five and under you have a chance mm. right a, a lesser and lesser chance so i'm getting like five butterflies four butterflies three butterflies but it won't give it to me and it just zero i was at zero and, and that's when, that's when I got it. I was like, Oh, that's how, that's what gambling addiction is. Yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we had a
0: friend uh, that used to go to the casinos pretty regularly and you know, uh-huh. get done with the, going to the casino and be like, Oh, I went to the casino on Friday and I won $5,000. And the first thing out of my mouth every single time was how much did you leave with? Yeah. Because you, would, you could get up $5,000, but what's whatever you walked out the door, uh, it, and inevitably the story would be like, oh, well, you know, I, I lost it all. And, and then I go, so, so you didn't win anything. You, yeah, yeah. you just, you know, you, you, you didn't get $5,000. You lost a hundred dollars or $20, whatever amount you, you threw <laughs> away is, is what uh, the actual transaction amount was. Uh, yeah. C- crazy stuff. The way that that works. I've, I've, um, I've only gambled a few times. I gambled when we went to Vegas for, uh, uh, road rage in Vegas how, and yeah, however long ago yeah. that was. And I brought like $400 with me specifically.
1: You have to, you have, yeah, you have to do it, but you have to like add it into the budget. Like here's the $200 I'm going to spend when I'm in Vegas.
0: Yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to throw this money away. Um, and I ended up not even gambling all of that money away because I, did not find any enjoyment in it. even though mentally like that money had already been burnt in my head. Yes. Uh, yep. And then like the one time I played slots with my dad uh, and, you know, got, got down to like 20 to $20 and 50 cents and, and tabbed out. And I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm up 50 cents. I'll take it. Cause I, <laughs> I just like, my brain does not get the reward from money disappearing that way. And, and which is crazy. Cause like I'll spend money on stupid shit, but at least then oh, I, absolutely or, or, or or go do a tangible experiment. I mean, I fucking went out the other night and bought a, a $60 glass of whiskey. One glass of whiskey is $60. 18-year-old McAllen mm-hmm. aged in sherry oak, sherry oak casks. Fuck yeah. Spend $60 on that. But this, but if I were to put $60 into a slot machine and then and then it was just like, man, you lose. I'd just be like, well, mm-hmm. that was a waste of money. And it's weird how that dichotomy works. I mean, I guess that's the difference between alcohol addiction and gambling addiction and how I can justify those two things. <laughs> <separately>. <laughs> I mean, like I, um, I just designed a show a couple weeks ago and I got the check for that show. And then I immediately went and blew $300 on buying new color to go make more glass art. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely, I definitely am not like you should pinch every penny and save all your money. Everything's a waste, but just, Literally burning money is not not worth it. Like sixty dollars, you can buy a video game, and then play that and enjoy it. I have a hundred, well, almost one hundred fifty hours on Fire Team Elite. I've spent thirty dollars on that, twenty dollars on that game,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that was just so I could buy the DLC packs.
1: Yeah. Well, here's 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 where where another part of my issue is is um. Do you remember like five years ago when uh, maybe maybe a little less than five years ago, but around then, like loot boxes were the craze yes yes loot boxes were the craze um and then the government was like you can't have these kids gambling uh you gotta tell us what's in those boxes and they're like well that defeats the point of the boxes
0: you're talking about um you're talking about loot boxes in video games or the or the actual like buying of the loot crate
1: the shipping. (laughs) oh no i i I didn't even think about the loot crate oh Um, i was thinking of
0: the loot crate fad
1: no, I'm I mean they started the whole like I mean I guess that fat is still going on but with other things yeah. now. Yeah. Um but no, like digital loot boxes. Um but I've been pining for that that I've been pining for them to come back because um the 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 problem I have with them is that or the, the not the problem I have with them. What I liked about them is that they were free. as opposed to the system we have now which is the battle pass system Mm -hmm. Uh, i was playing a lot of call of duty last weekend and uh they're in their second battle pass which costs 10 bucks so but it you know it lasts for two months Mm -hmm. until the next battle pass comes out so i gotta pay 10 bucks to then play more call of duty and like navigate this map thing to get a bunch of shit I don't want to find the guns that I do want yeah. um, as opposed to uh, there, was a, there was a time in my life uh, when I was working retail and uh, Overwatch was about the only game I played mm-hmm. it was just the one it was it was like that was video games at the time but that game like you you would play a match and then here you go here's a loot box you play a match here's, here's a loot box you like do something else and it's like i three loot boxes they just toss them to you willy-nilly mm-hmm. and it was cool because like you know you'd go in there and be like ah didn't get anything i want but it was free and it cost me nothing um and i enjoyed the game enough to like you would play it been, all the time you playing <laughs> it
0: regardless of whether or not the loot box was coming exactly yeah. right
1: classic um, classic
0: government is like here's a problem we're gonna solve it and then just make the whole thing way worse the entire economy worse
1: yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: where if you just mind you I, like I hate loot boxes in games too. Like I I, but, I mean I think that there's there's a point there for them saying here's what's in it. You know, like so in Fireteam Team Elite you find like hidden caches and you play on different difficulties and you like unlock guns and and weapons and stuff. But it's, yeah. you can go look in the thing and see what the what you're gonna unlock is, mm-hmm. and then once you've unlocked it, you're like oh cool I unlocked this gun. Onwards and upwards, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> it's weird. I I kind of feel like gambling is is gonna die with the millennials because we don't have enough disposable wealth to like find the yeah. enjoyment. <laughs> like I, I don't know yeah. a lot of people in our demographic that in our age range that find this enjoyment in like going to the casino and plopping down sixty dollars in the slot machines and. And it's also like this weirdly antisocial thing too, where I, I know people in my parents' generation who yeah, like yeah. go to the casino together, and then they'll just go park up on next to two slot machines and just like hammer their bet mm. button for an hour and a half and and drink, I guess. And then it's like, oh yeah, we spent all our money, but it doesn't matter to them because they have a lot of disposable wealth. Whereas you know our generation does not. Yeah, millennials have gotcha games. I don't know what gotcha game is.
1: It's, I mean, it's the loot box. It's the, it's the modern, you know, loot box, which is just, you know, it's the games where like, what's the, it's, it was, it was the one that was on, it looked like breath of the wild. I don't remember. It's, I don't remember what it was. It was was like anime breath of the wild. Okay. And you know, they give you a, they give you a, like a token and it's like, "Ah, I'm going to spend my token to get, that's the one I'm going to spend my token and it's going to spin the wheel and get me a nice hot waifu.
2: Hmm.
0: He was pretending not to know what that was so that he wouldn't have to embarrass I played
1: them. it for, I, I mean I played it when it came out but I it didn't it didn't stick.
0: Uh yeah, I I even like um I remember Sleeping Dogs. There was a there was a mini game in that where you would like bet on a cockfight. I think cock you could bet on cockfights. You could bet on there's like this Mahjong game. There was like a Mahjong poker game thing and there mm-hmm. was an achievement for the game for you to win like Ten thousand dollars in the mahjong game, yeah. and but if you lose your money, you just lost your money. And so I just fucking went through like a series of save loads, and I would just go, you know, load the game up, drive over to the betting center, uh, yeah, bet max yeah. bet, and if I won, I would leave and save the game. Go back in and play again. And if I lost, I would turn the Xbox off real quick
2: <laughs> so that the
0: game wouldn't auto save and deduct uh, that money, that currency from yeah. my my account. And like, you can't do that in real life, unfortunately. You can't, like, I, I wish you could put your money near the slot machine and hit bet and uh-huh. then we lose and be like, ah, no, I gotcha. You can't, like, push the slot machine over next to a cabinet and agree to the bet and then exit out of the dialogue real quick and put all your gold tilt, in the cabinet tilt, and then go back tilt. into the, the dialogue thing and it still thinks you have the money. And that's how you get yeah. your house in, in white run For absolutely free
1: <laughs>
0: I mean Slot machine I'm not talking about the room. <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's I, I, I am not a big Not getter gambling I love playing poker with my friends I think that like us getting together for poker nights And the first, the first half dozen that we did There was no money on the table It was only like the last no. one where I was like let's do a buy in And let's have a prize at the end of the night
1: but even then, like... It's $10. I mean, yeah. It's,
0: it's basically nothing. And it's more like... it's. I'm not so much interested in the poker as I am the fun of doing it. After yes. we had that poker night... Um, so two of the people that came to the last poker night that I hosted are guys that I work with. And then over the summer, we took this OSHA 30 class, which for some reason took 40 hours to get through. It's called OSHA 30 because it's a 30-hour mm-hmm. course. And the first day was absolutely miserable because you're just sitting there watching this guy on Zoom for fucking 10 hours <laughs> and and uh. listening to these stupid people talk. And so the second week I was like, Let, let's find an online poker platform that we can use and like network play Texas Hold'em or whatever kind of poker. And we can have the poker up and the, the Zoom and no one will ever know. And so yeah. the next five sessions of that, that thing we were playing poker on the side and you know just playing online poker and there was no Mm mistakes or anything it was just having fun and and wasting time but holy shit did it make that class more passable but at the same time i cannot imagine going to and like going to a big poker tournament and playing where there's like real stakes and there's not
1: no not playing with my friends.
0: Because uh, I'm I'm happy to lose ten dollars to my friends, but if I had to lose like two hundred dollars to some fucking stranger wearing sun wearing sunglasses over there, I would I would lose.
1: At that them. point, it feels like a job. Yeah, like like you're bonded casino royale playing baccarat for seven million dollars a hand. Well, in, in, in the
0: book, he's playing baccarat. In the movie, he's playing Texas Hold'em.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I'm glad you know that that it's baccarat in the in the book because yeah. the the books are better anyway yeah um so w- w- you understand why people do it you don't necessarily understand doing it was it yourself.
1: It, i think it was that like it was the i mean i mean it's very obvious but like when you hit and you hit big it feels good mm-hmm. you know that makes me feel good ghost doesn't make me feel good <laughs> yeah um but it was that butterfly where i was like well i got the butterfly once i, I Clearly, I can get it, again. it. Yeah,
0: it's funny how obvious it made it to you. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. is> cheating. <laughs> My head's not small. My face has just gotten larger. I've been taking facial enlargement pills. <laughs> I don't end up like Dick Masterson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With a too small of a face. <laughs> well, that's a great issue, Tim. And I, I really, I completely agree with you as like it's a it's a do get and then i do understand but i also don't get it because i yeah. i don't think i could fall into i hope i won't no, fall into that no. um so that brings us to the middle of our episode which means it's time for
2: this episode is brought to you in part by the ricada news network
1: definitely not fake news
0: did you uh bring any news tim
1: i did i did uh, i did pull up some stuff okay um the I, <laughs> um, the guys. You remember that? You remember how um, Game of Thrones was like the biggest thing in the world, mm-hmm. and then the last season happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, and everyone suddenly and hated it.
1: Everyone hated it. Um, well, uh, the uh, they just had a. There was a recent um, article in Variety that was talking that was talking to the showrunners, the guys that you know had they were were the 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 showrunners are the most popular thing in the world. And then the most hated thing in the world. Um, so the final two seasons of game of Thrones were 13 episodes total. They did that thing, you know, the same thing that I think was breaking bad breaking did that breaking bad.
0: Did that? Yeah. Where it was like, it
1: called it two seasons. No, they yeah. called
0: it one breaking bad called it one season, but they were a year apart and it was obviously two separate seasons.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, apparently the HBO people, uh, the higher execs, the people above them, uh, the original plan was three movies okay. to end the show instead of, uh, two seasons of TV, uh, which I think would probably end up being the same amount of money anyways. Um, but they said that, uh, um, the network execs shot that idea down because they thought that, uh, uh HBO shouldn't be in theaters.
0: Oh, because it's home box office, not
1: it's home box office, yeah. and they're like they they were like literally <laughs> they like they're almost like autistic about it. Like it's it's not a, it's not it's not movie theater box office. It's home box office. It's like yeah, but like a lot of people would go spend twenty dollars to go see this cool dragon movie, and not twenty dollars a month to go see it. Yeah, do you do you not understand like how much more, how many more people would rather go do that? You have
0: the most uh, um, pirated television show in, on the planet, but if it's in the movie theater, yeah. someone might actually go give you money Uh
1: uh-huh um but my favorite thing about this uh (laughs) this interview is that um uh at&t who owns uh hbo or uh, you know max or whatever it is now they once asked the uh the the showrunners if they could shoot game of thrones vertically so it would fit on people's phones oh
0: dear fucking oh why why that is revolting
1: revolt yeah yeah, oh.
0: yeah. <laughs> our whole language of cinema what if we what if we change it because people can't do this can't just yeah. rotate their phone 90 degrees yeah. to watch a thing there's even a button you can just hit the full screen button and it usually like just fills and rotates for you
1: wow it's incredible um I, I dread the day that we start having Vertical movies
0: oh it's coming I think There was a there was a movie that was filmed Vertically like in the last few years is Like a,
1: a I'm sure like I'm sure like
0: and changing The I'm sure the expectation yeah. the framing And stuff yeah
1: but like like a like a big I'm um, like a big movie though you know
0: They'll have to like bring those curtains In all the way on in the movie theater
1: <laughs> <laughs> Or they just make really you mean you make Really um
0: really tall movie theaters, really
1: Deep tall movie theaters yeah.
0: I'm sure that'll happen. They'll be like, "We can seat seven times more people in this theater because the screen's yeah. really tall instead of really wide."
1: It's like, yeah, but I have to take an elevator to my seat.
0: <laughs> well, that's why. That's why they serve you the concessions inside the theaters, so and you're not walking in and out the entire fucking show, mm-hmm. which I also hate.
1: Oh yeah, people just people not being able to sit down it for two hours at a time.
0: Oh, it's so irritating.
1: Or not be able to look at their phones for two hours. That's that right. is
0: also a thing that is that is absolutely irritating. I'm, I, I remember
1: when I I saw a movie last late last year. I don't remember what it was. Might have been Napoleon. Uh, Could have been something else, but some the dude right next to me just couldn't stay off his phone. And I had to I had to go over to him. I said I said, "Hey, turn that off." Yeah, because it was on full bright. It's on full brightness.
0: It's just it's just inconsiderate. Yeah, uh, I've got one here for you. That was why I was pulling out my phone, and then I got texted 700 times. Um, have you ever heard of the the group LaRona? La, La,
1: La <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, the, the lead singer for
0: La, 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 La Rona is was fired after confessing to dosing a bandmate's protein powder with estrogen in a bid to steal his fiance. <laughs> The national based yep. Lorona shared the alleged six scheme on its Instagram last week and said it's vocalist Diego put estrogen in the protein powder that he gifted the other members. Uh, Diego allegedly admitted to putting estrogen in the protein powder to make six more feminine so he could try and steal their partner by looking more manly. Lorona <laughs> said Diego admitted the plot and <laughs> through text and posted text to his Instagram story. I was really drunk and told Six of to his fiance that I was obsessed with her and had a deep hatred for six and gave six estrogen to get an edge up on him. Um that's some wild stuff. That is not a way I would have ever thought about killing a woman, (laughs) but I am putting that down in my list of things to do.
1: It is so nuts though. I mean, I can't I can't he had to have been I mean what I think this guy is clearly crazy, but like imagine like just his head thought of like like I like Well what's funny is he's
0: he's not masculine at all. He's like this skinny fuck with a goofy like, mustache. And it's just like, dude, yeah. you need to take a lot more testosterone and start lifting weights. <laughs> the estrogen is only going to do so much to this guy.
1: Man. Uh, how is that like the first thing you think of? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. No, like, how has, is that first on your list? That is awesome. I a mean, thing. I got to be, I mean, if you're going to be honest, the first that, that probably wasn't the first one, first not. on his list. First on his list was probably murder. I mean, obviously, then he's like, I can't, I can't kill this dude, but I really want Jesse's girl. I really want Jesse's girl. Yeah.
0: Uh, Rick Springfield did not put that in his song.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. uh. uh
0: been funny I'm with the lines i've been putting estrogen in jesse's (laughs) sweet tea well
1: now now he's got to make a 2024
0: version oh shit well uh coheed already did a a sequel
1: yeah i was just saying i was i was gonna say now that now he has now he has to write a jesse's girl part three because it's already part two
0: yeah good luck rick I gave you one lyric. I'd like to be credited on the <laughs> album Ever, please, sir. Uh do you have any more news?
1: Yeah, uh I got a news story that comes to us from our favorite place across the pond. <laughs> um a local man um where is this from? I I hate when they when they don't immediately tell you um where's happened? Uh Wales. This was in Wales. Mm. Um a local man shopping for paint with his four-year-old son says he was racially profiled and refused service at a hobby craft store after staff said he may use the paint for a quote doing graffiti because he's a black guy because <laughs> he's black. Um, uh, he said he was there to buy spray spray paint to make his, uh, to color his son's bicycle helmet, the colors of his favorite bike rider. Um,
0: Red, white, and blue, evil can evil?
1: Yeah. Hopefully. Um, they said they were only able to buy the supplies after calling a white relative to make the purchase. Wow.
0: <laughs> so it's like when you go to the uh you go to the store and I remember for a while in the early two thousands or the early two thousand tens, they wouldn't let you buy duct tape if you were under eighteen because really yeah, because they were I don't remember that. Oh, no, I remember it because they were like
1: well, you 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 used a lot of duct tape when we were young. Yeah,
0: they, they. I was in a. I was in like a Target or something, and these kids came up to me you know i'm like i'm 20 21, or 22, and they're like you're like oh excuse me man you think you could buy this duct tape for us and i was like excuse, yeah excuse me what? <laughs> like this they won't let us buy it back
1: in my day we used to do the same thing with beer uh, we need to buy this
0: duct tape for like a class project or something and well and i was like I, I don't care what the story is they won't tell yeah, you duct yeah, tape yeah. why won't they sell you duct tape And like well, they said they won't sell it to us unless we're over 18 and i was like yeah sure give me the duct tape i'll go buy it so then you know know i like took the duct tape from them and i like went up back through the store into the registers and they like went out the front doors and i walked out of the thing and i was oh, like man. here's your duct tape kids fucking some wild shit going on there Jesus. but in this case you know this was a lot more racist oh that's a good one uh is there any more i news?
1: i I, I, just, I hope it doesn't happen to me you know that, that can happen to me any day i'm going to a hobby craft store to buy some paint to paint your paint some space Marines yeah. and bam they run refuse up and service.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh no, they won't refuse me service. No, they won't.
0: Uh, what, why? What I'm getting, I'm getting,
1: I'm, get, I'm getting that paint one way or another. They're this
0: big, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's,
1: true. True.
0: I was buying food coloring today and you know, I, I, I couldn't find it the first store I went to. So I went to a second store and I, so I just have this one box of food coloring and I'm like, I can really just slip this in my pocket and leave. No one's gonna know. Mm-hmm. But then I end up buying some other stuff too, so I didn't steal
1: as much as I thought money. about that the other day when um I was in uh what was it oh I was in a I was at a vintage stock last time we were uh someone was visiting you and they had like a bin of um like buttons you know little bitty buttons with you know logos and stuff on mm-hmm. them but the buttons themselves weren't uh. barcoded yeah you have to like you know take the buttons you want and take them to the cashier and he has to like i guess i gotta find the button barcode thing yeah like you just have a an empty you have a bin full of non-barcoded items like that's just asking people to steal (laughs) them that
0: are small and easily concealed i could like go through and find some buttons that i like wander through the store for half an hour and then just walk just bring
1: it bring a backpack with you and just put them on the backpack and be like, <laughs> I came in here with you she just <laughs> shopping
0: for some buttons.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, do you have another, any
1: more news? I've got one last one. Um, I got to ask, um, because you've, you've switched phone carriers a couple times in the last couple of years. Yes. And I know you recently switched. Yes. What did you switch to?
0: I switched to AT&T back to AT&T.
1: Gotcha. And were you on said AT&T last week?
0: Yes, when all the internet went down. Yes, when all the internet went down. I made a real <laughs> so ass of myself thanks to that. <laughs> Did you really I want to hear that story? Okay. You tell um, the news story and I'll tell my story.
1: Sure, sure. Um so if people don't know, um ATT but also like Verizon and a bunch of other like all, almost almost all the internet all the and service providers. Carriers, yeah. Uh they had an outage from like It was like 3 a.m. to, I don't know, noon or something that day. Um, So everyone, everyone, you know, at work, everyone was like, hey, you know, talking about the outage and no one could get any emails sent or anything. And well, AT&T says that uh, they're going to give affected customers $5 each to compensate for last week's outage. Yeah, just $5 off your bill five dollars off your bill within yeah uh they said they'll get it within two billing cycles and but of course uh it's at&t so there's a bunch of stuff you can't use it for so it doesn't apply to people with at&t uh business accounts Mm -hmm. uh or prepaid uh service or cricket uh which is owned by at&t so uh (laughs) i love that they're like yeah we're only giving you five dollars And none, none, and none for you, and none for you. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I'm also I'm surprised that you don't have to like go log into your AT and T account, you know, update your profile, and then claim your five dollars before it it, it'll show up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, So that that it was last Thursday, that the the, the outage happened, and so Mm -hmm. Thursday night I went out and I was talking to this woman, and I was we were talking about how all of the cell phones were down. And I voiced my opinion on how I had kind of hoped that like all internet would go down entirely and then just stay Ooh. gone so that we could go back to living our lives free of all this technology and spying. Over. Even
1: for like a, even like for like a week, it would have been yeah. Great. And
0: she was like, well, that would be really terrible for me. I, uh, I work remotely, so I wouldn't, I would not, I would be out of a job. And I was like, ah, you'll find something else. And I just... Looked like a real douchebag, and I and I was like, she was a cute mm. redhead too, and I was just like, ah, fucked that up real bad. Should have kept my like <laughs> weird sociopathic want for those fucking technology <laughs> disappear quiet when you first uh, meet people. Tab
1: uh, <laughs> save that until you've
0: known them for like a, a week or two before you start yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about that shit.
1: Your your luddite <laughs> fantasies.
0: <laughs> my fantasy of living in a world without the internet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, well, this has been
2: the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news.
0: Well, that takes care of our legal obligation this week, Tim, but you know it doesn't take care of? What? Saying thank you to all of our fans and listeners who have stuck with us after another three months of. Fucking total radio silence
1: <laughs> It's like any other podcast Just like just like any other podcast Especially
0: one hosted by a fat Italian YouTuber Who can't lose any fucking weight to save his life Not naming <laughs> names But maybe should have been here tonight uh, <laughs> Tony has a fat shaming channel On his discord And I am the only person Who's properly fat shaming him I just go in there and just <laughs> Insult him with every Fucking insult and slur I can uh, Think of and I hope it makes him a better person I think he's lost like six pounds so you know Nice he's ten percent of the way there But I would I would also like to now take this Opportunity to open this box That was mysteriously sent to me the only thing that I was told is that it's not a bomb
1: Well I mean uh, so I did. Take, can, you, can you even believe that I did take the liberty <laughs> Of uh, slicing
0: the tape right before I sat down But other than that I have not opened this
1: Surprise, it's Anthrax! Oh, yay, Anthrax! <laughs> it says,
0: Hey Tab, Koof here. I bought you a fun gift. It's original hailing all the way from the land of the rising sun. Consider it a unique expression of gratitude from me to you and the crew for all of your efforts to put on a great show with the present. What Do with the present what thou wilt. As always, thank you all, all for not killing yourselves. Koof, P.S. congrats on your weight loss. I'll buy you a drink at the next meetup to celebrate. All right. So it's a, oh my God the star trek waifu
1: <laughs> that's what i thought it, i saw <laughs> on the top you could, oh man that's
0: it's better than a Funko pop be,
1: yeah is that supposed to be like spock as a it's hot anime it is lady a
0: vulcan science officer with the correct uh, rank of spock yeah
1: <laughs>
0: that's some funny shit
1: yeah it's pretty
0: cool I'm torn because on the one hand uh not a fan of anime Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I am a huge fan of Star Trek.
1: Um, and you've always you've always had mixed feelings for your sexual uh, predilections towards Spock.
0: I've <laughs> <laughs> always been secretly attracted to Leonard Nimoy, <laughs> but not Leonard Nimoy as a man. Leonard Nimoy, no, no, holy shit! They taped these fucking things deep in these boxes. There now we can now we can see this bitch without any uh, packaging glare. Boy, the sea turtles really hate this stuff.
1: <laughs> Weird.
0: But it is. It is
1: very odd. Very clearly, also very clearly, Spock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could have made her blonde. You know, could have <laughs> done a lot of things. Yeah,
0: that's that's a, a could have been a red shirt. A, a, I don't think that's a regula- regulation length uh, uniform skirt either.
1: Um, I think there are, there well, I'm
0: trying to very short in the, in the show, but I, I think they're a little longer than that.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Troy's worn some weird stuff over the years,
0: RNN news candidate and tabs, future wife. Oh, <laughs> uh, And then I got some, thank you for not killing yourself stickers. I think there's multiple, so I'll send them, I'll send them to you guys. Awesome. I have to put this on my computer right after we finish recording. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Koof. There was no room for Mason Jones. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that's some funny shit. Tony from Hack the Movies needs to bring back Tab Jones for another news bit. Yeah, he does. He does need to. Uh I tried to get him to bring that character back for something he did recently and he didn't do it. Bummer. That was that was a fun time. Tim's on uh on IMDb. Thanks to that one as Tim the Handlebreaker. Yeah, awesome. Wild stuff. Finally. Uh well let's get back at some issues. I've got a big one. This issue is uh depending on how you look at it, either 17 or 23, 24 years in the making, maybe more mm-hmm. than
1: that.
0: Yeah, 27, 20, 20. Seven years in the making Yeah It's Between 17 and 27 years in the making uh, Here's what I don't get Theater I am <laughs> so fucking done With this industry um, And to give you a little background Here's my entire life story uh, I, I first got involved in theater When I was like six years old My parents sent me to a day camp at the West Side Y in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know, that means nothing to anybody listening. But for several summers, I went there every week, you know, Monday through Friday. It was just babysitting. I was, was a babysitter. Yeah. And then one summer, they're like, uh, we're not going to send you into the West Side Y the whole summer. You're going to go for like the beginning of the summer and the end of the summer. But in the middle, we're going to send you to six weeks of theater camp at Heller Theater, um, which is another park in Tulsa that apparently had had a little art venue and they put on shows and so every week there was a show and you know we rehearsed it and all that stuff and that was like that was my introduction to theater my first role was as the lead weed in a play called How Does Your Garden Grow and the fact mm-hmm. that I can still remember the song that I sang um 27 years later is mm-hmm. probably why I'm still in this godforsaken industry uh and so from there like I would, I kept going to, I would, I'd be sent back to the theater summer camp stuff. And then, you know, my mom and my dad had me audition for some, some community theater stuff. And in high school, I was in, um, the play my junior year and they tried to force me to be in the plays my senior year. But at that point, like I had discovered, uh, the technical side of theater. So when I was 16 years old, um, I guess it was junior year in high school. I became friends with this guy who was, you know, basically the lead technician for the the theater um, as a student. And I would, I started skipping class. I was taking a political science class uh, that was taught by one of the um, state representatives. And I started skipping his class to go work in the tech theater class and I don't know how, but somehow I still passed that political <laughs> science class. The next semester, I swapped over and went to uh, Techno Theater full time, and I I enjoyed it. Like it was, I was, it was, was the synthesis of all of these skills that I had like learned about with my dad and, and fixing things and building things and little projects I had done with my mom, and I I, I liked being backstage more than I liked being in front of the stage and I I don't know, it just clicked. It like it felt good to do those things. It felt good to be useful and to solve problems and to fix things and to make things and mm-hmm. and it also felt good to not be like talked to about it. Um <laughs> and you know, so my junior year, that was the last time that like I acted on stage and um I just remember it was this hellacious couple of weeks going through tech and I, you know, we finished our, our run and, you know, the the cast is supposed to go out in the hallway and talk to people. And I was just like, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this part. I, I'm fine being on the stage and doing my stage thing, but like to go have to talk to the people, I don't want to go talk to the people. I don't want to be acknowledged. I just want to fucking like leave. I didn't know that yeah. was an option. Like Neil <laughs> just fucking fucked right off as soon as his set was done had I known that maybe I would have stayed acting but I just didn't enjoy that part and about that same time I met this man um he was a parent of one of the another actor in one of the shows and he came in to help us with the set and with some of the like special effects we were doing and it was like this guy is a, this guy does this full time. This is his job. He's the head carpenter for the opera. He's he was the head carpenter for the ballet. He was the head carpenter for sticks when they were on tour. Like he's been he's been on tour with shows. He's been all over, and this is his job. And I was like, holy shit, this can be a job. This is some wild <laughs> stuff. <clears throat> I would love for this to be a job. Um, and so uh, the next year. I was still doing the tech theater thing. I was working at this barbecue restaurant as a manager uh, three nights a week. That was my like high school job. And he came in and I was like, hey, that's, uh, that's this other student's dad. And he said, yeah, I, I am that. And I was like, oh, I don't know if you remember me, but I, you know, I worked with you on this show. Uh, I really enjoy doing that part of the, the thing. I'd, I'd like to continue doing it more, I think. And he was like, oh, are you 18? And I was not 18 at the time. And and he said, all right, here's my phone number. Call me when you turn 18 and uh, we'll get you on the call list with the stagehand union at Tulsa and we'll get you start working. And so I did that and got on the call list and started working and then worked my way you know, into a couple of theaters and hustled my way through to a point where I was like, I need to go to college so that I can like continue this as a career. And I went to five years of college. Uh, a lot of that was documented on this show. Um, <laughs> yep. And then I moved back to Tulsa and I became the head electrician for the Tulsa Performing Arts Center. And, uh, you know, pandemic hit and started running the stagehand union out there. Now I'm in St. Louis as a technical director. And I, I, it's when I was 16 years old, when I was 17 years old and I knew with absolute certainty in my bones in my soul in my heart that this is the job that I wanted to do I wanted to work in this industry I wanted to make uh theater I wanted to work backstage and I wanted to you know do shows and I'm not quite sure but at some point that stopped being the case and I stopped being in love with theater and I, and it became a job and it became work and it didn't become my passion and it didn't fulfill me anymore. And I think it was kind of this very slow process. Uh, I didn't just like wake up one morning and it wasn't fulfilling. I think it just like the shows slowly boiled themselves out of me. And yeah. what I'm left with now is kind of this resentment for what my life has become based entirely on my own choices. Like I don't regret what I, what I did or what I've done or the person that I am. Um, because like, and thea- being in theater has defined me as a human being for, you know, the better part of 20 years. I mean, really even going all the way back until I was one from when I was six, but, but absolutely like in my young adulthood and my adulthood working in theater is, is as much who I am as I am six foot two and have blue eyes. Like, It's just things that you can't change about yourself. And um, so I, uh, you know, I I think I talked about it on the show, but a couple of years ago, right before I left Tulsa, I got called back to go do um, Pippin for my alma mater, the University of Oklahoma. Um, And I mixed the shit out of that show. Man, I did a great job mixing that show. And my life was so miserable at that time that somehow being back in this place where I was in I, I was in absolute misery, you know, for four years, that felt like a refreshing place to be again, and that planted the seed or started the fire that eventually burnt up into me deciding that I needed to leave Tulsa and move to St. Louis, and uh, so a couple weeks ago I. A couple months ago, I was asked to come to a a different venue than the one I work in full time out here and be a lighting designer for another production of Pippin. And uh, the guy that asked me asked me just on the right day, you know, and so I said, yeah, I'll do it. I'll come. I'll come design this show. And I went and designed it. I did a really great job in my limitations. If you follow me on Instagram, I posted a bunch of photos. I posted a bunch of photos in our discord. Um, I'm, I'm really proud of that. What I was able to do with that show. Um, and I think it's my last one because I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't think I can be in this industry anymore. I, I've grown to hate the people that I work with, Um, and not just like the specific individuals, but the type of people you start to work with more and more. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of politics and a lot of ego and a lot of inability to compromise. And it's weird because my entire ed- education in theater was about how it's this collaborative process, and there's give and take, and you got to listen. And you, nobody has the right <laughs> answers. And then, yeah. like every step in my career, I I'm not necessarily. I don't necessarily think that I have the best answers, but I'm just not listened to. And then I'll get proven right, and I'm at a loss as to how that can continue to happen. And I hate that and I face these people a lot is that there are people that are insecure with the work that they do. And so their solution is instead of working harder or doing better things, it's to bring down the people that, that make them look bad. Uh, I had mm-hmm. someone do this to me in college that tried to basically get me expelled from my program. I never talked about it on the show, but, uh, it, it failed. He's a bartender. Now I've had a 17 <laughs> year career in, in theater. I'm a technical director of a, of a theater, uh, I'm, I've am i worked my... I have never had another job other than this. I, I bartend too, but I bartend for fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he bar, that's, his, that's his full-time gig. And I, and I don't have a problem with bartenders. I just have a problem with that guy. Uh, you know, I, I've got this scenic designer that's trying to cut me down at every fucking step that he can in my current position. Um, and, you know, this happened three months ago and everyone was like, oh, You know, it's all fixed now. Everything's going to be fine. And then, and I said, no, it's not going to be fine. He's going to find another way. He's going to pick another fight. This is not over. It's never going to be over. It'll never be over. He will never give up because he's never had to face any consequences for these actions. Sure enough, Monday morning, what do I fucking walk into? I stopped into work literally to drop off coffee. I was just dropping stuff off. I was going to drop my stuff off fucking go hop on the bike and cruise all around town, have a great day, and I walk in and to my office and my partner is in there on a zoom with my boss and I'm only hearing one side of it and I and I'm like is that motherfucker coming at about this now? And then I got dragged into the whole deal. I <clears throat> I hate that I really hoped um coming out of the pandemic that the industry would start to see that we're working on time timetables that are impossible and scales that are impossible mm-hmm. and with personnel limitations that are impossible and that maybe we need to readjust our priorities and reevaluate how to approach these problems so that we can approach them from a people first standpoint, which sounds very political and, and HR bullshitty, but like, I, I'm not the first person that I've seen be where I am. I've seen so many people, so many people don't make it out of college and because it's because the programs burn you out. Yeah, yeah. And and the professors all say, well, this is the way it's going to be out there in the real world, world too, so get used to it. And it's like, well, but why though? Why does it have to be that way? Why Why can't we be ex- accept maybe shows that are 20% less polished in exchange for having a life that's full? Why can't we do that? Why can't we accept that maybe um tickets need to go up double in price because the people working on these shows deserve more than eleven hundred dollars for ten straight days of work? maybe, you know, there's and and the the industry's so exploitive, exploitative because it's a, they think that it's your passion and they think that therefore you should be willing to do everything for it. When I was yep. in college, they wanted me to go to Williamstown theater festival, which is up in New York. And, um, and it's this supposed to be this great opportunity in networking It's you know, a gateway to Broadway when you're a, a designer coming up through an undergrad program or even a grad program. And, uh, we talked to them and they were willing to give me, uh, a waiver for housing. Because if they don't give you that waiver for housing, you pay them somewhere around $4,000 for a place to live while working for them for $0. (laughs) That was their concession. We'll waive the housing so you can come out here and work for $0. Okay. Okay. How am I going to pay for my car insurance, cell phone, rent, uh, Back in Oklahoma, where I live, was zero dollars from you guys, and so I got into this huge fight with my academic advisor. And I was like, when I turned down the offer, and uh, and he was like, "You're you're throwing your you 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 know throwing your career away here." There's these Broadway designers work there; it's great networking. And I was like, "Fuck those designers! They know that they're working. They're working with a bunch of people that are working for nothing. They don't deserve my respect." They should be the ones making this effort for this to change. The only reason why this, this festival exists is because they pay nothing for labor and that is absolutely obscene. I can go out this summer and design four shows and make enough money to live a, a very comfortable summer and live here next year and work uh, 28 days out of this summer and still get to go fucking go to the beach, skilled to get to go on a road trip with my dad. Whereas if I go out there, I have to skip the last week of classes, go fucking out to New York, somehow get all my shit out there, somehow pay for all my shit back here, and make zero dollars, and then fucking eat nothing but peanut butter while I'm there and nothing but peanut butter when I get back. Go fuck yourself. I'm I'm honestly surprised that I graduated after that (laughs) conversation. And I thought, this is is the exception to the rule. This isn't the rule. But it really is the rule. It's become... And so... Thursday, Friday Friday I went out to a fish fry With uh, my friend And then we went back to his place And we were sitting in the backyard He also works in theater Sitting in the backyard around the fire Smoking cigars, drinking some whiskey You know, just commiserating And he opened up to me About how he's ready to also quit Production is what he wants to quit He doesn't want to leave theater as an industry He just wants to leave the production side of it That we work in and i i was and and he's basically saying my opinion back to me yeah and yeah. we worked together a long time ago we don't work together anymore we work in very different environments and yet here we both are and i'm i'm just i'm just tired of it i i've seen so many people burn out and i thought oh that'll never happen to me that'll never happen to me well here i am you know i've i finally like i finally hit this point and uh Part of it is this injury that I had in September. You know, I, I tore through three ligaments in my right foot and I couldn't walk. And I essentially became useless as in my position now, which is the least physically demanding job that I've had. <laughs> um And it just really made me reflect on whether or not i wanted to and and i and i thought about some of my mentors and the people that i've worked for over the years that that you know retired from theater at retirement age and were just their bodies were broken broken yeah. and i was like i don't i love those people and i respect them immensely but i don't want to end up like them i don't want to end up a broken miserable old man that is only doing this because this is all he's ever done there's got to be something more. There's got to be something completely fulfilling uh, to quote Pippin. And I, I think that's the other funny thing is to do. Pippin's the only show I've ever done twice, willingly. I've done I've well, done one of the show twice. Uh, both times it was unwillingly. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I really identified with the character of Pippin and I really identified with his struggle and I really identified... With the songs,, uh, which is weird because I hate musicals, yeah, but i <laughs> I felt like it hit me it hit me right in the right time when I did it at o u that spurred me to leave my job that I hated, and I th- feel like it hit me again, you know, the great magnet out there, to tell me that it's. I've done a lot of great work. I've done a lot of really great shows. I've solved a lot of really incredible problems. I've worked with a lot of incredible people, but I'm really tired of theater defining me. And I'm really tired of theater defining every relationship in my life. I mean, Tim and I met because we were in theater classes together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ruckin and Tuckin and I met because we're in theater classes together. I like every major, most of the major relationships in my life are because of theater. Most of the women that I've dated have been involved in theater Uh, the vast majority, I, like, I just can't get away from it. Um, and so I I don't know. I, when I was, when I was managing the union in Tulsa, I learned to never say never. So I won't say like, I'm going to quit and I'm going to go find, I'm never going to come back because maybe, maybe there will be a day where I do come back, but I come back out of joy. Um, and and interest instead of it being just what I do every day mm-hmm. and uh i hell that would be great I would love to i would love for that to be the case um,
1: you want you you want to you want to fall in love with it again
0: yeah i I do, and I just don't anymore i just um I just dread it, I dread the shows I dread. I dread the people.
1: Um, I just, I mean, you know, having you know, having been your buddy for a long time. I hell is other people, man.
0: Hell is other people,
1: and you know, far be it for me to tell you what you are thinking, but you know, a lot of <laughs> you know, a lot of the problem is is these other people.
0: Yeah. The the issue is though, you know, I moved 400 miles away and I'm I'm facing the same people. Before that, I moved yeah, 200 yeah, miles. Yeah. So I, I think that I think that these people are kind of baked into this industry. And I, I think it takes um, I I another big thing that I hate about theater is that I don't even really consider myself conservative anymore. I'm just wanna I'm just firmly in the leave me the fuck alone camp. Yeah, yeah. and but theater has this liberal presenting nature yes. that is just, a, it's just presumed that everyone around you is liberal. And so we can talk and have opinions and be loud and obnoxious about things. And as a younger version of me would pick fights about that shit, which made my job a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. I have gotten wiser and learned to pick my battles and just walk away from those conversations because there's nothing to gain and everything to lose. But it's just like, if you would have some fucking decorum, if you people could have some fucking decorum and talk about literally anything else, talk about whatever fucking bullshit reality TV show you're watching, talking about what <laughs> the fucking movie you just went and saw or your video game or a book you read or fucking show me pictures of your dog. But can we just like not fucking talk about politics and religion because we have to deal with each other for 14 hours a day for Mm -hmm. two weeks can we do
1: that please and so like there's that aspect no i i mean that that sounds terrible yeah Luck i mean i'm i i I, you know comparing it to to my place where i'm i'm i i personally deal with a lot of ex-tv guys uh completely different crowd (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> a completely different crowd you know what I mean um I, I, I mean but in X T V production guys um so I don't know I feel like yeah I don't know it theater does attract a certain type of brand of people yeah and I,
0: that, so the opposite of all those people yeah but you know, somehow ended up in the same spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have no regrets. Like I don't, I'm, I'm not like looking back on my life and just being like, ah, I should have gone into business or something. Like I very much, my personality is, is especially when I was younger, it was incapable of handling a different type of job, but now I've evolved and I've grown and I've learned Mm -hmm. and I've, Polish myself up a little bit more than I was, you know, 10 years ago, even five years ago. And, um, I don't know. I'm just ready. I'm ready for something else. I, I know that I can do anything that I want to do. I just have to get into a job interview where I can convince someone of that. Yeah, Yeah. Like. You look at people look at the resume and they're like, oh, this guy has a fucking arts degree, and it's like, yeah, but it's a different kind of arts degree. Like my, what I am really, 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 extremely good at is solving problems very quickly in a very, in, you know, roundabout way.
2: Yeah.
0: And it, you know, that's a that's a skill that can be applied to a lot of different industries. I just need someone to like take a risk on that. Um, but who knows? Maybe I'll just fucking quit my job and become a bartender full time it's the worst that could
1: happen. Well, I mean, the worst that could happen is that the world starts getting good old fashioned surf well, it. That's true.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, I, El Chaco and I have talked about this. have talked about this off and on for like the last few months. Every time we do an episode together, I've, I, I was kind of hinting that I was ready for a change, you know, back in September. Mm. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm open to new opportunities and new possibilities. And I'm, I, I would really love, I would really, a younger version of me would stick with it and, and try and change the industry try and, yeah. you know, fight it, fight yeah. the, fight the wave. Um, But I'm also not that younger version of me anymore. I'm a person who's very protective of my free time. I'm very protective of, uh, boundaries, creating boundaries and, and not and expectations. And, um, yeah. And I, I do kind of feel like if I quit and this is my, I, I knew I, I kind of knew, uh, when I quit the job in Tulsa and moved here, I knew that this was my last stop. I knew that I wasn't going to make it in the industry any further than this job. Um, I, I don't wanted to lie to myself and say that I would just stick with it and retire from this in 20 years Mm -hmm. and like have guided a new generation of technicians that are more suited for the world than I was. Um, Obviously, that's probably not going to happen. What is probably going to happen is in the next six to 18 months, I will find some job somewhere else and leave theater and uh, never look back until you know a few years have passed and some friend or someone's like hey we have this you know show coming up we need a lighting designer would you be interested in doing it and i'll be in a good mood and i'll say yeah why not and i'll pop in and do a a lighting designer i'll come mix a show for someone or i'll go mix some bands I, i love mixing shows uh if I had my druthers, I would get paid. But I get paid to do this job I have now. But all I would do is show up, mix a show, and leave. No load in, no load out, no tech. Just
1: mix. There's, that, that has to be an option, right? Yeah, if I tour,
0: <laughs> but I don't want to tour. That's that's. A- well, no, if
1: you tour, if you, I mean, if you tour, you're doing load ins, load outs, load ins, load outs. Yeah. You need to be like Johnny. On you need to be like. um What's the uh, the mysterious man from the mysterious stranger from New Vegas? It's just the
0: mysterious stranger, yeah.
1: The mysterious you need you are the mysterious stranger of like sound and lighting problems. Just like oh my god, like someone needs to be able to break a gla- like you know hammer break glass in case of emergency. Mm. Bzz, it calls you and it's like, hey, we need help. We're in. I'm in Detroit, Michigan, and I need your help. I'm on my way. Yeah, (laughs) so book me a hotel.
0: (laughs) That's the other problem of the of the job is like even protective of my time. I'm still on call for things because too many people have my number. So you know, I was (laughs) I got bothered on um, Saturday to be around on call to answer questions for this show, and it's like well, technically my vacation started yesterday, so no, and I have plans tonight. That are not Mm -hmm. That don't involve being on my phone And uh, I didn't elaborate In the text message to my boss That I'm also saying no to this Because regardless of what you tell them My phone is going to be The first one to ring So sure enough I'm middle of a fucking glass demo And my phone goes off Hey uh, what's the password for the iPad And can I make the iPad see the queue list Uh, It's four zeros And yes you can (laughs) Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, and it's just like so. I, I'll say no, but but if I say yes, I'll definitely get called. If I say no, I'll still get called. Um, that's that's the nature of the job, which is another thing that I kind of hate. I I, and this is and this is the best theater job I've ever had too. That's the crazy thing. It's like I, an older I think an older version of myself would just like bear through this miserable time that i'm having right now and hope for it to get better on the other side mm-hmm. um but i'm also not that older version of myself i'm like this perfect storm in the middle where i'm not going to just storm out and quit anymore but i'm i'm also not going to just accept that this is the way that it has to be or that or hope that there's going to be a change in the future because yeah. um I like we have, we have basically three major clients and I hate two of them. One of whom never learns anything and makes the same mistakes. They hired a technical director. She did one show. Uh, I took one look at her, at her resume and it was very obvious. She was not a technical director, but She was extremely competent. She had schedules. She showed up when she was going to say she was going to. They finished early. They did all the things they they were going to do. It was the best run this group has ever been run. Mm -hmm. And the managing director of this group was pissed off because she doesn't want to build shows. She wants to be a production manager. And so... I don't know if she was fired or quit or what, but I got an email the other day that she was leaving. They still have, they have two shows starting in May. They have one that's coming up now very soon. And then they have two shows in my theater in May. So those are going to be fucking miserable. And, um, and I was just like, so hire a technical director. You got what you got. You got a girl straight out of college with zero experience because you're paying uh, $40,000 a year for a technical director job and you have a list of of, of responsibilities the length of my arm on your website. Yeah, yeah, You are never going to get a person that can do all those things for $40,000 a year. Uh, I know because I can do all those things and I would not fucking work for $40,000 a year. <laughs> but what you do have is someone who can do a lot of those things and does them really well. So just pay her $40,000 a year and then pay $40,000 a year for someone else who can do the other things on that list. And then you have a fucking company that'll work, but no, nope, they got to get rid of her and hire some new dipshit. And so I sent her a text message privately and I was just like, you know, I just want to let you know that in the time that I've been here, and the time that I've worked with this company, you are the most competent person that I have worked with from there. And you really <laughs> deserve a lot better working conditions than working with those people. So good luck on working freelance and stuff. Um, And she sent me a very nice compliment back, which I appreciated. Uh, And so, yeah, there's that one. There's the one with the sink designer that's trying to get me fired at every fucking turn. And then there's this third one that has this just fucking rotating door of management. So, uh, like, and they never like pass on information to the next group. So it's just Uh. like the same start from zero at the start of every season. And and it's just like, oh, okay. but they're nice. So you can deal with them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, we, well, last year we did this and it worked pretty well. So we're thinking you should do that. And they're like, well, we were mm-hmm. thinking we could do this. Yeah, we did that two years ago. It didn't work that well. But, you know, it's your show. And then they're like, this isn't working very well. Yeah, well, if only someone had listened to us instead of their own thing. Be sure to pass this on the next time you guys rotate out people, <laughs> uh, and yeah. So it's it just becomes you know, when I was working at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center, it was a lot of the same problems over and over and again, but it was different people each time, and they were professional and they listened. So when I said when I said, uh, actually this works better this way, we found they would say, oh it does, then let's do it that way. Unless there was some reason, unless there was some reason why they absolutely couldn't do it that way, and then it was usually a conversation of, "No, we I, we actually have to do this. Let's work around and we we collaborate and solve the problem." Uh. Um, which <laughs> I never thought I'd miss those fucking conversations. <laughs> it, it's crazy. It's crazy how uh, you know life comes at you fast. You know, I I I would really love to go sit down with my sixteen year old self and talk to him about what he wants out of this career and what he's going to get and and you know whether or not it's worth it because I I think it it has been worth it I'm I've gotten to live all my dreams how many people get to say that you know
1: except for that one weird one with uh, with uh, Spock
0: (laughs) (laughs) that one just came true Tim (laughs) So anyway, that's my issue. Theater is a big one. It's a long one, but, um, I don't know. This is, this is like, I think the best, uh, platform for getting that off my chest. Now I get to go like out into the ether and find my next destiny.
1: Well, good luck, man. You know, thank you. Uh, you know, I, you know, like I was saying, it's the the whole mysterious stranger thing. You know, if if you if you get that to work, man, sounds like that would be uh, that'd be cool. You're the, you're you're like it's like a like an equalizer. Yeah, you know, the equalizer, but you know, you're the equalizer. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Uh. So anyway, well. I guess that is it for this episode of Here's What I Don't Get. I have been Tab Burt.
1: I'm Tim the Handlebreaker.
0: We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. If you want to call in the Here's What I Don't Get hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail in the Discord under voicemail upload. Uh, here's one from the uh, the voicemail hotline.
2: Here's what I don't get. In the classic 1984 crime thriller docudrama, My Little Pony, Rescue at Midnight Castle, a centaur demon is kidnapping ponies to pull his chariot of darkness. Once acquired, he turns his ponies into dragons with his rainbow of darkness. One of the ponies avoids capture. It is a flying pony. The flying pony abducts the 12-year-old human girl to use in rescuing the dragon ponies from the centaur demon. What I don't get is... The ponies talk! <laughs> Who ever heard of a talking horse? That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen! They don't even have the vocal cords to do that! <laughs> That's not how equine work!
0: Uh, I, I wonder if, like, the original Mr. Ed voicemails were all in service to eventually this punchline. Uh-huh, yeah. Not why the ponies <laughs> and My Little Pony
2: can talk. Yeah. Uh What's up, Tab? What's up, Tim? Choco, Hello. if you show up, how are you? Uh, this is Matt from Minnesota. Just wanted to leave a quick voicemail. You guys are live right now, but I'm forked so I can't really sit and watch. Uh, yeah, sound like a just wanted to drop a quick don't get, it, and that is near 60 degree temperature swing. Fucking Minnesota was all 60 degrees today? Monday and dropped down to 5 at night within about 24 hours. So, fuck that. That sucks. Uh, glad to see you back. I know it's just probably a, a rare once in a blue moon occurrence. I'd like to think I inspired it. So I'm going to take credit for that so everyone else can say thank you. All right. You guys have a good show and I'll hear this later. Peace.
0: Yeah, it was uh 85 yesterday. I spent yep. most of the yep. afternoon sitting on my front porch reading uh, yeah. in shorts and a t-shirt and not like in, in like gym shorts. Cause I initially sat out there wearing the jeans I was wearing and I started getting sweaty real quick and I was like, Oh, this isn't going to work. And then right now, I am sitting underneath a heated blanket.
1: Today has been in the high 30s.
0: Because it's like 30, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I don't understand how those two fucking weather systems fit together.
1: Especially in February.
0: Yeah. The cold I would get. The 80s yesterday was the weird shit.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And it it, it had been building to that... (laughs) The last week and a half or so.
0: Yeah, and it was like cruising up slow.
2: Here's what I don't get. When is Kingslayer going to release his episode of Here's What I Don't Get that is better than my episode of Here's What I Don't Get? It must be an amazing episode, seeing as he's been working on it for over six months. I can't wait to bask in the glory of this amazing episode of Here's What I Don't Get.
0: Uh, ABC always be calling them people out. <laughs> uh, here's another one. I thought for sure we'd get a Dead Helm one. I don't know if this is one or not. Yeah,
2: what I don't get is me forgetting every single fucking don't get after you, like, you know, stop the podcast. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, here's another fucking random ass, uh, here's what I don't get episode. I mean, I love it and it's great, but I swear I had like five solid. Do not get that were original and they're probably not original, but it's all good. And anyways, I'm just glad to hear from you every once in a while. From I mean, yeah, Tony and everybody and you know, Tab uh, and the other people. Anyways, uh, it's Tony's here, faggot.
0: Yeah, uh, Buck had has some like recurring uh, commitment on Wednesdays. Chaco lost electricity two hours before we were supposed to go live. Um, And then he was going to do it on his cell phone service But like five minutes after we went live His cell phone service also went down yeah. uh, Tony was like I- I'm driving back from Boston on Monday And I was like well we're, we're not going to do it on Monday and, th- and then he never responded to me again Probably because I've been telling him what a fat piece of shit he is <laughs> Which you should also do Help! Help inspire him uh, if you ever... This is what I do. Whenever I have a Discord that is just my own. Just only me. Mm-hmm. And I go log into it and I send notes to myself for stuff. So, like, I sent a link to some glass color that a friend of mine liked so that I could make her something. Uh, I sent myself a poem because I was thinking about that poem. Uh, I've been tracking what the daily challenges are in Aliens Fire Team Elite so that I can... Um, figure out if there's a pattern to them. There doesn't seem to be, they just seem to have like a dozen different things and they combine them they rotate. randomly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh notes about shows, but I also will put my don't in there sometimes. Uh or you can just call and leave a voicemail and then the next time we record, we'll play it. Yeah. You know, the voicemail line's always open.
2: Oh shit, I forgot, uh, quick update. Tab, Tim, mostly Tim. Tab, you don't really care about the Weird ass stuff anymore. Tim, I recently visited, as you know, the largest ball of swine in Minnesota. That's so right funny. Yeah, yeah. And showed my mother-in-law photos of me and my wife going to do that. And she informed me that she is in fact directly related to the man who built the world's largest ball of swine. So I am now married
1: into the
2: swine ball royal
1: family. Not nice. on that. Nerd. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a that's a that's American royalty right there. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, I'm uh I'm still I'm still salty about that fucking weird Al concert we went to. What was that June? That was like right before I moved here.
1: It, it was. Uh, that was basically like your our going away. Yeah, more or less. Uh,
0: All right, one last one.
2: Here's what I don't get. Driving west in the late afternoon. Oh, yeah. Or driving east in the early morning. Yeah. I used to work overnights, and I worked 30 minutes west of where I live. So, on the way to work, I was driving directly into the sun. On the way home from work, I was driving... Directly into the sun. Now I work 30 minutes east of where I live. And I work days. So going to work, (laughs) I drive directly into the sun. Coming home from work, I drive directly into the sun. I have no eyeballs.
0: Uh, Speaking of eyeballs, last week, or the week before last, I went to the eye Uh doctor I've been having problems with getting my eyes to focus. I've read, I think I'm up to 26 or 27 books so far this year. Um, this year? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So I've been using my eyes a lot more than I have in the past, right? And because I read like 45 books in 2023. Um, what are you reading, Mon? What are you reading on? I am reading physical books right now because so. Okay. Well, so in 2016, I think it was 2016 or 2017, Simon and Schuster put up all of the Star Trek books up to that point out DRM free. So they Mm. immediately got fucking stolen and put out as a torrent 700 plus Star Trek books. I downloaded that shit right away. I think Simon and Schuster might've put the torrent up now that I'm thinking about
1: it. (laughs) Probably. Probably. I mean, if if they're DRM free, then the, the torrent would just be an easy way to get them all.
0: Yeah, so I downloaded them years ago, and in twenty seventeen twenty eighteen, I started with this Destiny trilogy, which was set like a few years after, or like a year and a half, two years after Star Trek Nemesis, and it combined together. You know, Will Riker commanding the Titan with and Picard has the Enterprise, Worf is his first officer. Uh nice. Dax is command of a of a ship, the Aventine, and some like secondary characters we've seen throughout the series are with her. Mm-hmm. Uh Kira Nerese is is commanding um Deep Space Nine and like the stuff all going on with those. And it was good. And so then I I finished that and I started to go deeper into the chronology. And I was, was like, well, hold on, I gotta figure out how Dax became captain of this ship and how Worf became first officer of the enterprise and like, what's all this shit is going on. So I went back and I kind of went to the end of deep space nine and nemesis and started reading my way forward again. And I reread destiny last year. And then I've been reading my way past destiny. And I got to a point where I ran out of eBooks. There were like eBooks that there were books that came out after this torrent had existed that Mm -hmm. were not torrentable yet. And so I bought like 22 something star Trek books so that I could go to the end of the chronology more or less and i have just started yesterday on the porch 85 degrees started the last book in the chronology before uh they actually released a trilogy to delete all of the book universe because it was 15 years of book universe of like interwoven narratives that
2: Mm -hmm.
0: kind of kept a central continuity going and then when the star trek card came out they're like oh That actually changes the chronology of the series post-Nemesis. So we need to make all of these books non-canon. So they released this trilogy where they essentially destroyed the universe of all these books because fuck me. I'm not going to read those, but I am going to read this last uh, Collateral Damage book. And um, anyway, so I was reading physical books and I was having a hard time focusing in the dark. And I was like, something's wrong with my eyes. So I went to the eye doctor and he like fucking shines all the lights and does all this shit to me. And then he's like, yeah. Uh, you need reading glasses. Like you can read without (laughs) reading glasses, but I bet if I give you these glasses, this becomes a lot easier. And he puts these those stupid things. You know, they they put those just pure round lenses in, and it's like this fucking monster thing they put on your face. puts that thing on my face, and I was like, immediately the stress inside my eyeballs completely disappeared, and I was like, holy shit! I did not realize how much tension was in my eyes just with them trying to fight past whatever fucking farsightedness I have. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. Uh, So I'm going to give you a really low prescription for reading glasses. We'll get you uh, set up. They haven't arrived yet. I'm now almost out of physical books to read. But fucking 32 years old being prescribed reading glasses. 27 when I started going gray. So, you know, I've always been meant to be an old man.
1: Maybe by the end of your 30s you'll have a, uh, a cane.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had a cane in my teens when I hurt my knee, but...
1: Well, you know what I
0: mean. I'll probably, yeah. I probably will have a cane. I'll probably fuck myself up one last time before I get out of this...
1: No, what I meant is that you'll have like a diamond topped, ruby-studded pimp cane. You'll have gone into uh, a pimpery.
0: Oh, I could go into pimpery, yeah. Uh, Pimp has been around since the world started turning, and it's going to keep on turning right around with it till Earth tumbles off its axis as a and wait,
1: result of its molten core It
0: burst into cosmic dust. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched Black Dynamite in a long time. I should watch that again.
1: It's a good movie,
0: I should watch it every day for a year and see if it stops being funny.
1: No, it won't.
0: Well, thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of Here's What I Don't Get. I don't know, um, when we will be back probably sometime um
1: oh. i will say so i haven't haven't planned it out um on my work schedule but um mid-june uh back up in i the will area. be coming back up in the area
0: cool maybe i'll have a new job yeah fingers crossed I did say next week before the outro, it was total muscle memory.
2: <laughs>
1: we also didn't do a fake
0: ad at the top of the show. So, you know, we're not in our best form. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll be back again at some point in the future. Look forward to seeing all of you. Feel free to leave your, your voicemails. You can shoot it. Uh, so Matt from Minnesota sent me some pictures of him seeing the biggest ball of twine that I forwarded on to Tim. Like, I still, not actively, I passively monitor the voicemail hotline. So... Uh, when I said I said earlier, just DM me. You can message me on Discord. You can shoot me a message, uh, a text message on that seven zero four seven five zero nine four three four. Leave us a voicemail. I won't listen to the voicemails before we go live, but um, yeah. Uh, thanks for continuing to like hold the show in high esteem. It really means a lot. It means that the show uh, was worth it for all those years, and I hope it continues to be worth it. So until we are back again. See you next time. Also on the tail end of this, I forgot to mention during the show, uh, in a couple of weeks, March 15th through the 17th, I'm going to be driving cross-country, uh, Interstate 70 to Kansas City, 29 from Kansas City up towards Omaha. Then I'm going to be take, taking 80 across the southern part of Nebraska, the southern part of Wyoming, into Salt Lake City, where I'll transition to 84. I'll be taking 84 up through Idaho, and then finally arriving in Portland a few days after that on the 20th, I believe I'm going to be driving North on interstate five to uh, Seattle, Washington, where I'll be spending a few days. And then on the departure from Seattle, I'll be going through Spokane uh, and Montana on interstate 90 uh, also through South Dakota back to Omaha on uh, still on 90 and then you know, back through Missouri. So if you're anywhere along that route, or you think you might be, um, and you're want to grab food or a drink or something, depending on where I am in my schedule, shoot me a message and I will let you know kind of what my total itinerary is. Um, or if you're in the Portland or Seattle area while I'm up there, I look forward to hearing from you.